The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's an unlikely story, but it'll warm your heart. Friends, we've got to work together to stop the attempts to transition children. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on The Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown. You might ask me, why are you wearing a long sleeve t-shirt when it's like 90 degrees outside, almost 100 degrees yesterday in North Carolina, why are you wearing a long sleeve t-shirt? Ah, that's part of the story. That's part of what I want to talk to you today about on the line of fire. All right, if you want to talk to me, if you want to call me and talk to me about anything under the sun, if you'd like to challenge me, if you want to give me a piece of your mind, you want to set me straight on something, or you've got a question of any kind that relates to any subject we ever cover here on the line of fire, I will take random calls today. 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. So any subject of any kind you want to weigh in on, talk to me about, phone lines are open. But first, I want to tell you a really, really fascinating story and one that I think will bless you, one that will encourage you. Let's start here. Many of you know that it was in 2004, the Lord began to bird me in a very focused way about homosexual activism. And I was first burdened by what I saw happening in the community, then happening in the nation. I was aware of many of these things for years, but God really burdened me in a very direct way and began to burden me to help push back against this rising tide of homosexual activism. At the same time, I knew that in order to have his heart and his perspective, it wasn't just a matter of dealing with an issue, but dealing with people as well. And what he laid on my heart very clearly in early 2005, while praying and fasting in front of the Supreme Court with my friend Lou Engel and others for the overturning of Roe v. Wade, while I was there praying silently in front of the Supreme Court, some truths that had been in me building over those previous months came to, to focus with these simple words, reach out, and resist. Reach out and resist. Reach out to the people with compassion. Resist the agenda with courage. To say it again, reach out to the people with compassion. Resist the agenda with courage. Some of you, that's the first time you're hearing me say it and you're scrambling to write it down. Others have heard me say it over and over again. That's the ministry philosophy that we have followed all these years now into the 18th year of being on the front lines of homosexual activism and reaching out to individuals. Why reach out with compassion? Because many of those who identify as LGBTQ plus somewhere in that spectrum have suffered a lot of rejection over the years. Many have gone through internal struggles. Many have felt that God or the church hated them. Many have been misunderstood or rejected by their own family. And because of that, extreme compassion is needed in reaching out. Because what may seem sensitive to me might seem harsh to them. What might seem loving to me might seem hateful to them. So that's, that's one major component. It's not to, to say, oh, the people are weak. Or, no, no, it's just to say many have been through a lot and are very sensitive, understandably, especially when someone comes with a Bible in hand. At the same time, resist the agenda with courage. Why courage? Well, because the moment you do, you're going to come under attack like you never did before. 
You're going to be vilified. You're going to be demonized. You're going to be marginalized. You're going to be called a bigot and a hater and a transphobe and a homophobe. You're going to be likened to Nazis and ISIS and the Ku Klux Klan. You're going to be accused of being a closet gay and on and on. So the moment you stand up to resist the agenda, you're going to get attacked like you haven't been attacked before. Hence, reach out to the people with compassion, resist the agenda with courage. Now, in those earliest days, 2004, 2005, the T word was not as strongly associated with LGBT as it is now. It was certainly not front and center as it has become front and center. So when people were asking me years ago, Mike, why are you wasting your time dealing with this? Just focus on revival in the church. Just focus on the Great Commission reaching the lost around the world. Just focus on, on Jewish apologetics and reaching the, the, the people of Israel. Just focus on biblical scholarship and those kind of things. Don't get distracted with this. Well, this was part of my calling to join in with all the other things. And I would tell people, I feel like an umbrella salesman in the desert. And everyone's asking, why are you, why are you making more factories and, and having more warehouses and stocking up more and more? And I tell them, because big storm's coming. And you're going to need these umbrellas, and we won't be able to make them fast enough. Well, that's been the case for years and years now, to the point that you can hardly go through a day in the news without major news about LGBTQ plus issues. And if your kids are in the public schools, hardly a day is going to go by where there's not going to be something that comes up in one of the schools of interest. And uh, here, it's June, right? So Pride Month, everywhere you turn, there's some celebration of being gay or lesbian or bisexual or queer, or trans, or all of the above. So this is front and center. That's why we started addressing things these many years ago. It was because the Lord saw exactly where this was going and wanted to raise up voices. There were many before me. There are many since me. Raise up voices to speak. Hence, our serving as your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity here to infuse you with faith and truth and courage so you may stand strong for the Lord. All right, so what about the shirt I'm wearing? It was last year, February of last year, 2021, I read an amazing article on Newsweek by someone named Scott Nugent. Turns out that Scott was originally Kelly. I know Scott as Kelly. And this was an incredible article. And and by the way, kudos to Newsweek. They've been publishing articles on both sides of lots of debates more than almost any site I've seen to say, hey, we're going to give two perspectives here. I've been quite interested to see it. And they published a lot of articles that would be considered way too conservative for many sites like theirs, but they've done it. So Kelly in this article explains that she is, quote, a trans man, female to male. And now on Matt Walsh's What is a Woman documentary, you can see Kelly saying passionately, no amount of surgery can change a man to a woman or a woman into a man. In any case, Kelly's not a believer. We differ strongly on the issue of homosexuality. And uh, Kelly laid out the case against trying to transition children. The case against it. Saying, do not do it. Looking at what she went through and then studying up on the medical literature in, in as much depth as she possibly could to say this, this, what are you doing to children? Now, some of us have been shouting that years and years earlier. Not as medical experts, but listening to medical experts, and they're just having common sense understanding. No, 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 no. You don't do this with children. And the first TV show where little children 
were brought out in front of a live audience on national TV. Little children who are allegedly transgender. This is Johnny. Or this is Jane. Jane used to be Johnny. Johnny is now a girl named Jane. Seven years old or eight years old. Right there. So I was asked to be the one sole voice that would speak from another perspective saying don't do this to children. And what I kept saying during the broadcast, was, and I've shared this before, is 2009. What I kept saying during the broadcast, during my five-minute segment, was you're experimenting with children. You're experimenting with children. You're experimenting with children. Well, the parents are there. I mean, they're crying. They're, their kid's now at peace and at home because Johnny really is Jane. And now that Johnny can identify as Jane and dress as Jane, Johnny's much happier. And, you know, here's a video asking him, interviewing him. What about the fact you have a male private part? Well, that's just a birth defect. Yeah, so when he gets old, he just take care of that birth defect. This is madness. This is social madness. I don't mean the kid is mad. I mean, this is social madness to approach things this way. No matter how compassionate the parents are, no matter how much they think they're doing the right thing, ultimately, they're not. They're not. So when I saw Kelly Nugent shouting this out with documentation and with her own agonizing story to tell. I I said, boy, I got to reach out because at the end, she says, I'll work with anybody. Democrat, Republican, atheist, evangelical. We've got to work together to to save children's lives. So I wrote an article thanking her for what she wrote. And here I am. These are my views, right? I'm evangelical, Bible-believing, et cetera. I believe homosexual practice is sinful. Here I am. You know me. My views are public, but let's Work together. Let's for the sake of children, right? So Kelly reached out to me, and then began to research me a little more. Said, "No, sorry, I can't work with you. Can't do that. I mean, after all, you're evangelical. You believe in quote conversion therapy, which is where the world puts it. In other words, we do believe that someone can change from homosexual to heterosexual by counseling, or better still, by the the intervention of God in their lives and counseling. We believe it's possible. That's highly offensive to many. Represent it in such a way that we want to." torture them out of being gay, whatever. So Kelly said, hey, I, I can't work with you. Fine, I understand that. Gracious, I was gracious. A few weeks later, gets back to me and says, what am I doing? I, I reached out my hand and said, come on, join me. You were the first to reciprocate and I pushed you away. So we got to know each other better. Kelly did a tremendous interview on my show uh, some months back. And now Kelly is a key voice on the documentary, What is a Woman? So if you've seen it, you have to subscribe on Daily Wire to see it. But if you've seen it, I've only seen parts thus far, but know the content. It's very, very powerful. Very, very well done. Very, very powerful. And Kelly's voice as Scott Nugent is one of the key voices in all of the broadcast. Okay. So Kelly tells me I'm sending you something a little controversial. I'm going to be sending you something. Well, I'm wearing it. Okay. It's this long sleeve t-shirt. And on, on the front, on the front, uh, it, it's, it's got a logo and it's, it's got a wolf howling into a mic and over it, it says scream louder. Then it says in small print evangelical director. And then the signature of Scott Nugent on the bottom. Okay. Then on the back, the back of the shirt, it, it says this, uh, T R E Trey org. So it's transgender voices. This is Kelly Nugent's site. Dr. Michael Brown, the original screamer, signed Scott Nugent. In other words, 
Here's someone that the world identifies as a female to male trans man, someone who doesn't believe in the God of the Bible the way I do, someone who does not believe homosexual practice is sin, but someone saying, hey, Mike, you were there shouting this out. I just happened to be the first, the one on that first public TV show saying, you're experimenting with children. You're experimenting with children. So to get this from Kelly was a real honor. Yes, I, I want Kelly to know the Lord and experience the fullness of God's love and, and know a wholeness she's never known before. And I'm quite open about it. She's quite open being who she is when we interact. But this is saying, for the sake of the children, for the sake of the children, let's raise our voices together. Can we do that? Can we do that? A little bit more to the story on the other side of the break. 866-34-TRUTH to get on the line of fire. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on The Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire. Look, it's one thing if you have to compromise who you are to work with someone for the common good. It's another thing when everyone is who they are. Just like if there was a food relief effort in your community, and you join hands with the local mosque, the local synagogue, the local Catholic church, the local Greek Orthodox church, the local evangelical church, and said, hey, we, we've got to get food to all your communities. Let's just work together to get it done. Well, there's no compromise or being unequally yoked with non-believers there. We're all who we are, and maybe use the opportunity to witness, right? But that's what we're doing to stop this madness of transitioning kids. Here's the number to call, 866 866- Three four truth eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. Again, I will take calls on random subjects. I'll get to that in a little while. So, I, I tweeted out a picture of this shirt yesterday, and I, I said it's it's a real honor uh, to be called the the original screamer. So again, there were people drawing attention to these issues before me. God gave me a specific commission to begin to do so to help uh, turn the tide. Of course, things have gone overwhelmingly in the other direction since. So we just keep obeying, honoring the Lord, obeying, honoring the Lord, and believing that light will continue to shine in darkness, that lives will continue to be touched and changed, and that social consciousness will rise, as is happening. Didn't we tell you 2022 would be a year of taking back ground and encouraging you to make it a year of taking back ground? Little did we know at that time that Roe v. Wade could be overturned by the middle of this year, any day, theoretically, maybe this next Monday. So uh, there's a lot that's been happening. The, the whole transgender issue is, has become so much central in the nation. And, you know, Disney's aggressive gay agenda with kids and what's happening in schools. Just a lot of stuff has come to light. So these are not enemies. President Biden's not my enemy. The head of Disney's not my enemy. A transgender activist is not my enemy. These are people who need the Lord. People we pray for. And, and if we feel hatred or, or anger coming towards us, let's overcome that with love and patience. And let's join together, however we can, for the good of these children who are the victims of medical experiments. And there are more and more now who are trying to, quote, detransition. But how do you, here, 
you're a 20-year-old woman who had a full mastectomy at the age of 17. How do you detransition out of that? You were on, on puberty blockers, on hormones from the age of, say, 10 to, to 16. How do you now undo that at, at the age of 20? And on and on, the list goes. What if you're sterilized now? What if you can't have normal sexual relations? What if you can't have children? These are some of the issues that young people are dealing with today because of this madness and this trans craze. Again, I'm not calling people crazy. They have real deep internal conflict, and we need to be patient and help and, and work as best as we can to help them find wholeness from the inside out. But the idea it's either suicide, it's either death, transition. Don't let anyone hold that over your head. There's always a better way. So I tweeted this out that I'm honored, and then Kelly responded with, uh, evangelical Dr. Michael L. Brown, so my, my Twitter handle, we don't agree on homosexuality, but we adult beyond that to save gender-confused kids from modern conversion therapy. Honorary evangelical director, so honorary evangelical director at Trey Voices. And then Tyra Banks, so her Twitter handle, Tyra Banks info, you owe Dr. Brown an apology. He was right about transing kids. Now, the... Two other guests when I was on Tyra Banks, one of them a straight woman who had a kid that identified as trans, who is now a trans activist herself, the, the mother. And then, so an, an advocate for transitioning children. And then the man known as Dr. Marcy Bowers, the so-called rock star of sex change surgery, the one who did the failed sex change surgery for Jazz Jennings and had to be adjustments after that. Uh, Dr. Bowers himself, a male to female, was pressing me to listen to the children and, and just grab my hand when I was talking, try, try to stop me and, and politely and all this. And anyway, anyway, Dr. Bowers was part of the Matt Walsh documentary, he was a colleague, and these, these transgender identified individuals themselves have been pushing transitioning children. It's the right thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Well, Kelly Nugent told me about this months in advance that her argument so demolished theirs that they had to retreat. And here they come out with, with articles. And in the New York Times, one of them, an article with a co-worker saying, you know, we, we need to slow this down and we really shouldn't be giving these puberty blockers to children and, or, or surgery to, to minors. And what? In other words, the thing that this, this ignorant fundamentalist preacher on Tyra Banks, this, this Mike Brown character, this guy saying you're experimenting with children, saying that 13 years ago, are, are you agreeing now? Are, are you recognizing that, in fact, this is bad medical practice, let alone societal madness? <clears throat> are you doing this out of the goodness of your heart? Are you doing this based on your own research? Are you doing this because Kelly Nugent's data and passion embarrassed you? God knows, I'm glad it's happening. But what do you say to all the kids that you encourage to go in this direction? What do you say to those who have been sterilized? What do you say to those who are trying to detransition? What do you say to those that had sex change surgery and there's, there's no way to go back and fix that? Yeah, it's a good step in the right direction, but it's a little too late for many. So that's why I'm wearing this proudly, even though in very fundamental ways, Kelly and I, have deep disagreements. But at the very same time, I found Kelly to be an extremely decent, caring person. 
And when Nancy and I had COVID reaching out, are we okay? How's everything going? So in the midst of our differences, I cared deeply about Kelly's well-being, about her kids and, and, and God's best for her. And she is who she is when we interact, and I am who I am. And we're working together to, quote, scream louder for the good of these children. So it's an unlikely story, but I, I share it. I share it to say that, that uh, you never know whom you might work with for the common good. You never know. There are times when I've worked closely with counter-missionary rabbis. We have profound, deep, deep, deep differences. And yet if we can fight anti-Semitism together, we'll, we'll do it. Or if they can give me useful information to rebut misinformation, we'll do it. And if, if I can stand with them against lies being told, I'll do it. Even though fundamentally we have deep, deep differences. All right, I've got some more encouragement to share with you. But first... Let's go to the phones. We'll start in Savannah, Georgia, Alberta. Welcome to the line of fire. Well, good afternoon, Dr. Brown. Hey. My question is, um, does the Roman Catholic Church, uh, would the Pope ever, you know, make a decree to the whole uh, Catholic community to study their Bibles every day and to preach expositional preaching? Uh, it's an interesting question. So I'm, I'm not Catholic nor have I ever heard a Catholic sermon in a Catholic church. I've, of course, read books and seen online messages and things like that. But uh, number one, I don't believe that the Pope would have the power to make that decree and then enforce it. He could easily set forth encouragement, you know, and this is the year of the Bible, or let's emphasize daily Bible study and things like that and encourage priests and the seminaries can encourage them to be, be more expository in their preaching. Uh, scriptures are read as, as part of Catholic tradition it, 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 in services or at different times of the year. Portions of the Bible are read. Portions of the New Testament are read. But from my knowledge of your average Catholic priest teaching or preaching, no, it's, it's not expository. And in some cases, it may be if the church is more liberally more a societal commentary as opposed to just really digging into the scriptures. Uh, the same with your average Catholic. They're probably not reading the Bible on a daily basis. It's not part of their tradition to do so. Uh, if you did a survey, sir, of your average evangelical believer who says the Bible alone is, is our basis for faith and life, your average evangelical and your average Catholic, even a, a committed Catholic, so not just a nominal Catholic and not just a nominal evangelical. If they're both committed. I think you'd find the evangelical would read the Bible on a regular basis more, and the Bible would be preached from the pulpit more, even if there's not always expository preaching. In fact, in many of our evangelical circles, there wouldn't be expository preaching, but rather topical preaching, sometimes varied from week to week to week to week. But the more that the Bible is preached and taught, the better. So for every Catholic listener, do you read the Bible daily? If not, I really encourage you to. And if you're in a Catholic church and that's where you believe you're supposed to be, I'm not getting to an argument about that now. Does your priest preach regularly from the scriptures? Is that the foundation of his message every week? If not, 
tell him, boy, we'd really love to hear more of the scripture, more of the word here, and then follow the word where it leads. And to my evangelical friends and and non-Catholic friends of different Christian backgrounds, nothing more important than spending time with God on a daily basis in a quality way. First and foremost, in personal prayer and the word of God. And let the word of God and the preaching of the word have a major central place in our corporate gatherings and our small gatherings. We can't emphasize that too much. All right, I'll take more of your calls, more encouragement on the other side of the break. 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. We will be right back. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. What a joy to be with you here on the Line of Fire. Michael Brown, serving as your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity in the midst of a society in chaos and a church all too often in compromise. Let us serve you, be a blessing to you, a help to you, If you don't get my email announcements, boy, you're missing out because you will get once a week, here are our latest articles and what they're about. Another email, here are our latest videos and what they're about. This is eye-opening content, all of it's shareable. So you you can take our message like, wow, I like the way he said that. Or man, you nailed it. Or boy, that video, that's it. That's what we've been talking about. Share it on social media, share it with friends. Once a week, we'll let you know if we have a special resource offer. We are planning out a major trip back to Israel after a few years not able to go because of COVID. We'll be announcing that via email. So by all means, get our emails, askdrbrown.org, askdrbrown.org. Just sign up for the emails and we'll immediately send you a free mini ebook, uh, five ways, just get the right one, five ways to pray for America. 866-34-TRUTH. I've got a bunch of headlines lined up on my screen here, and I'm going to start reading these to you in a moment. As we've told you, 2022 is a year of taking back ground, a year of of society pushing back, of changes coming. Ultimately, it has to be led by the church. What I mean is it it has to originate from a God consciousness, from a biblically-based consciousness, from, from an understanding of right and wrong based on the gospel and who God is, And then as a church is revived, it can bring life and health and resuscitation to the society. It can bring awakening to the society, all right? But, but it's going to happen in many, many many other aspects of society. Judges are going to make right decisions. Parents are going to make right decisions. Educators are going to make right decisions. Athletes are going to make right decisions. People are going to be standing up. So I'm going to give you a bunch of examples. I've been tracking this through the year. I haven't done it in a while, so I'm going to go back oh, maybe six weeks, and just start reading a bunch of these. First, we will go back to the phones, and let's start with, oh, all right. I was going to go to Jacob in California, and his question was, how can the gospel be true if it was written by people? 
I'm sure there was more to that question than would meet the eye. But why would the fact that it's written by people mean that it couldn't be true? Dwayne, our, oh, all right, looks like Jacob's trying to reconnect. So maybe we'll, we'll get on with Jacob here in a moment. Uh, before we do, let me, let me go over to some of these headlines. I'm going to go through these in rapid fire. And they date back to April 20th, all right? Naked family sex show for five-year-old children canceled after backlash. Again, just reading headlines to you. It's just not fair. Olympic swimming champion Emma McKeon comes out against biological males competing as women. Um, treatment of gender dysphoria for children and adolescents. So Florida Healthcare saying, no, 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 do not transition children. Here are guidelines to go by. Again, these, these are all steps, some small, some major. Another headline, Republicans commit to barring schools receiving federal funds from allowing bio, biological males in women's sports. Uh, DeSantis signs bill into law that strips Disney of special powers, blocks CRT in school. Not accurate, honest teaching of history, but the negative aspects of CRT. A federal court dismisses challenge to Texas abortion law's private enforcement provision. Matt Walsh's Johnny the Walrus hits number one in all Amazon book sales. So this is saying a walrus is a role. It's like a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. Uh, let's see. Oklahoma lawmakers passed six-week abortion ban modeled after Texas law that allows civil enforcement. Uh, university president urges defense of women's sports for women. SCOTUS rules 9-0 in favor of Christian flag case. Uh, I'm sick of being bullied. Female skateboarder bashes Red Bull for having her compete against a trans man. Uh, this is just one headline after another. Texas Supreme Court rules child gender transitions can be investigated as child abuse. A bold stroke. Women's Swimming Coaches Association officially advises a new league for transgender, saying if, if a male wants to compete as a female, fine. Just have your own league to do it with. A transsexual pioneer criticizes modern trans activists, says they're indoctrinating kids. This isn't a game. Buck Angel, a transsexual man, says our community is failing our community. Uh, Elon, speaking of Elon Musk, quote, mad as hell. Must just blew up 2022. All of these are examples of the society pushing back against an extreme agenda from the left. As we said would happen and as we encourage you to help happen, keep standing your ground. Keep walking in love. Keep committing things to God in prayer. Keep doing what you can. Keep letting your voice be heard in the platforms that you have. And we will see change come. It's that simple. Are you saying America's going to become a totally Christian? No, America's not going to become a totally Christian nation before Jesus returns, nor will any nation on the earth become totally Christian before Jesus returns. But you better believe that with God's help, we will take back a lot of moral and spiritual ground that was taken from us, not by taking over and imposing our will on everyone and passing laws. If you don't go to the church and read the Bible, you'll be punished. No, God forbid. It'll just drive people further away from God. Rather, we will take ground by shining light into dark places, by changing hearts and minds, by setting captives free, by showing that God's ways are best. All right. Um, Jacob, I'm here to answer your question if you're on the line to answer it, uh, to ask it. So please, what's your question, sir? Uh, hi, Dr. Brown. Uh, I'm Jacob Rico. 
And my question is that the authority and position of the Catholic Church has been around since the first century, and how do Messianic Jews deny it? What makes you say that? Well, where, where, did you, where did you get that from? Excuse me? Where did you get that idea from? Well, it's church, well there has been documents from the Catholic Church since 190 AD. Well, well, well hang on, hang on. So first thing, what happened from the year 30, when, or 30, 33, wherever, specific year Jesus died and rose from the dead, what happened from there to, to 190? Because that's, oh, yeah. that's several generations, and you have lots of writings. So how come you don't have the Catholic Church in the first century, or in the New Testament, for that matter? Hmm. Well, well, what about when, for, for, for the party of the Pope, when Jesus gave Peter the key to heaven and Peter alone? He, uh, n- number, number one, Peter's not the first pope, and the pope is called his holiness. And Peter, in, in Acts 3, says, don't look to us as though by our own holiness uh, or, we've made, or godness we've made this man walk, the man that was healed. And on, on top of that, Paul has to rebuke Peter publicly in one point because of his failing. This is after Pentecost, the anointed Peter. But let's, let's take a look in, in Matthew 16 together, all right? And, and let's, let's see what it says. Um, let me ask you a question as we're going to Matthew 16. In the book of Acts, there's a dispute about Gentile believers. Do they need to keep the law of Moses, right? Follow the Torah the way the Jews have done. There's a dispute about it. And Peter contributes his views. Paul contributes his views. Who leads the assembly and makes the final decision? Paul. No, no. Jacob, James. So if Peter was the Pope, why did Jacob lead the community in Jerusalem and make the final decision. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. So it, what, it, what about the Orthodox consensus in the sense that it's an equal form of equal commune of bishops? Well, that's that's got nothing to do with the Bible. The Bible doesn't have any hint of a doctrine like that. In other words, here here's what's happened, Jacob, and I'm sure you're sincere about this, but you learned certain things about Catholicism, and if folks. Listen to the show regularly. I'm, I'm not a Catholic pastor. I've got Catholic friends, supporters, work with our ministry. But in point of fact, you've learned certain things about the Catholic Church, Catholicism, maybe secondhand. But I haven't dug in and studied to, to find out so many of these ideas are, are much later. They are, they are foreign. The exaltation of Mary, that's, that's not something that happens in the New Testament. The idea of the infallibility of the Pope uh, many car- the, the Catholic Mass. You don't find any of that in the New Testament whatsoever. These are later traditions. So the question is, should we follow those traditions or not because they're not found in, in the Bible? But let's, let's just take a look in, in Matthew 16, right? And, and see what Jesus says here. Peter confesses him as the Messiah. And he says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, namely the confession, and he doesn't say on you, but on this rock, namely the, the rock of the confession that Jesus is the Messiah, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If the church was built on Peter, we're in big trouble, because Paul explicitly says the church is built on Jesus Christ. He's the chief cornerstone. So everything is built on him. The church is built on Peter's confession that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, on this rock I will build my church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and I will give you, 
uh, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, but what's interesting is when you go to Matthew 18, all right? Matthew 18, uh, this, is, this is speaking to the believers as a whole, not just to any one person. Once you look at this parallel language, remember, whatever you bind in heaven is bound on earth, right? Whatever you loose in heaven is loosed on earth. He says, whoever refuses to listen to the church, so when the church is disciplining someone, let him beat you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whatever you, the believers, plural, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you, the believers, plural, uh, loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So this whole authority to bind and loose wasn't just given to Peter, but to the whole early church, to believers in general. So I just encourage you to, to revisit the subject, Jacob, and, and start here. We both agree on the inspiration of the New Testament as God's word from what you're saying, right? So go back and read that, read that, read that. Then go to your, your church service, observe the Catholic calendar, observe the structure, the authority structure and all that, and just ask yourself if that's in harmony with the New Testament or not, the Catholic Mass, different things. Is it in harmony with the New Testament? If you find that it is and, and you feel you're in the right place, okay. I would have a different conclusion on that. But let's start with what we agree on together, which is the authority of Scripture, that, that the Word of God is true. And now based on that, let's test the other things. Let's test what evangelicals believe, Messianic Jews believe, Catholics believe. All right, fair enough. And then get back to me. Uh, get back to me once you do. Thanks. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks so much for joining us on the Line of Fire. You know, we often report on bad news, difficult things that are happening, painful things that are happening. That's the reality. We talk about it. But always with hope, always with faith. If the whole world collapses, Jesus is Lord. If we come to the end of our lives, Jesus is Lord. Forever and ever and ever, we will enjoy his goodness. And even in this world, God takes things that are meant for evil, meant for harm, meant for destruction, and uses them for good. It may not be easy, but in the end, good comes out of it. Be encouraged, friends. If you know the Lord, he is at work in your life. And if you just yield your life to me, say, how do I do that? Start every day. Lord, I'm yours. I belong to you. You say, I only have like two minutes before the kids are screaming. Take those two minutes. Oh, I'm kind of foggy. All right, do this. Lord, I'm yours. I belong to you. Lord, this day is yours. Start like that. Before you fall asleep at night, Lord, I'm yours. I belong to you. And then through the day, seek to be conscious of God. There are different ways that you can do it. You know, while, while busy on your job and there's, there's a break, there's something, a minute or two distraction. Lord, use me. Lord, be glorified in me. You know, traveling overseas, long flights, you're not just going to separate yourself in prayer at a time like that, but you can commune with God from your heart. You're busy homeschooling your kids. You're busy running here and there. You can always be 
breathing a prayer. It's not in a legalistic way, but let it just be the breath of life going up to God. And then as you're able, take quality time to get alone with God. And as you do, your roots go deeper and deeper. And yes, in him, all things work together for good because ultimately he's co- he is conforming us to the image of Jesus. Ultimately, he's helping us become more and more and more like his son. And that is the great and ultimate goal. 866-34-TRUTH. Okay, a bunch more stories, headlines to give you some reports of positive things. Because this news, this is not bad news every day. Here's some positive signs of pushback. Just articles that I have uh, bookmarked just to come back to later. So far this year, I don't know, in the high 80s, it could be more. But just each one a different example. This is now we're into May, May 23rd. Breaking. State Farm terminates partnership with, quote, gender cool, according to internal memo. And let's see. Indiana lawmakers override governor's veto to enact law banning males from girls' sports. Uh, Begging to be canceled. Bill Burr attacks the idea of a pregnant man. This is not a preacher. You've got comedians and actors. They're still speaking out and speaking up. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signs nation's strictest abortion ban. Uh, Oklahoma Governor Stitt signs bill requiring students to use bathrooms aligned with their biological sex at birth. Exclusive poll by two to one margin. Investors reject woke companies pushing political causes. Uh, Let's see. Breakthrough New York Times story on trans athletes. More proof Democrats are losing woke culture war advantage. Uh, five Tampa Bay Rays players refused to wear uniforms with LGBTQ rainbow logos for Pride Month, setting their right to make a faith-based decision. And they're still playing. They're still playing. Poll. Younger Democrats more skeptical of feminist transgender agendas. Louisiana bans transgender athletes from competing on girls' and women's sports teams. The left has overplayed its hand, friends. We said for years that would happen. I think it's been self-evident that would happen. It is happening. Let's take back ground, but let's do it in a way that reaches out to those who identify as trans or identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual, or queer, or anywhere else on the spectrum. Let's do it with love towards those who have a radical leftist agenda. Let's do it by holding our ground. Let's do it by showing that God's ways are best. But be encouraged. Pushback is here. Let it come ultimately fueled with prayer and the love of the gospel. That's how we can see lasting generational change. Um, let's see. Let's go to Joe in Burlington, North Carolina. Welcome to the line of fire. Welcome, Dr. Brown. It's actually a Chuck, but that's all right. Have you saw the movie My Friend and Frank? No, I have not, Chuck. Very profound movie based on true story. I won't tell you anything about it. I don't know whether the Dutch or the Italians made it, but it's very profound. It's on Netflix. All right. So, well, well, well t- tell you what, since I don't get Netflix and I don't have immediate plans to see the movie, why not tell our right. listeners uh, why you found it so profound? Because uh, it tells a story from Anne Frank growing up as a young girl and. Uh, what, you know, we know what happened to Anne Frank. We all do. But growing up with a young girl, as a young girl, and what happened and everything, and her friend 
I don't want to say any more than that because all right, well, tell, tell you what, that, that's fine then. So you're encouraging folks that uh, that have Netflix to see the movie My Friend and Frank. Do you find it to be then for Christians a movie that is edifying and they can watch without uh, going through some conflict yeah. about the content? Yeah, it, it has one little part. Where there's a book where a lady's learning to become a nurse, and they learn how babies are born. But it's not bad. Got it, got it. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking because you're saying it on the air, yeah. and a lot of Christians wonder, like, what about the con- uh, content? Okay, hey, thank you for the call, Joe. And if folks watch it, they can they can let us know. You know, that, that brings me to a point. Thank you, sir. So you can give the mind-numbing statistics about the Holocaust, right? 1.5 million Jewish children and babies slaughtered in cold blood. 3 point. Uh, 3 million out of 3.3 million Polish Jews slaughtered. So nine-tenths the Polish Jewish population wiped out. You can give these devastating statistics. Then you can tell the story of Anne Frank, and people will be much more moved by the individual story. It's just human nature. We can relate to that more. The same way, it, it was not the statistics of all the Africans who died in Middle Passage coming from Africa to America. And it, it wasn't just the overall stats involved. It was individual stories. It was books like Harry Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin, published in serialized form. The individual stories coming out, getting to know the people involved. And that's what had so much power. Now, that can be used for good or bad. When it comes to the subjects we're talking about here, in terms of gay activism, etc., that's been used very powerfully by those who identify as LGBTQ+, because they are individuals. They are people. Not just an agenda. It's not just an issue. It's people. So I could go through all the biblical arguments about God's ordained way of male-female. I could re- rebut easily any argument that the Bible supports homosexual relations or transgender expression. I mean, it's easily, easily done. Then I could go through stats and I could show through young men, show the young men involved in homosexual activity of much higher rates of sexually transmitted diseases, etc. And I could go into all the issues of, of kids being abused through, through transgender, quote, science to transition them and so on. But then all you need is, is a story. Here's a gay couple and, you know, the Obergefell story. You know, one of the guys uh, on the edge of death, but they've wanted to be married, officially married, but they can't because of the, the laws of the land. And the Supreme Court overturns, uh, redefines marriage just in, t- just in time for them to be, quote, married. It's a, it's a moving story. Right. Or, you know, here's this lesbian couple. They've they've adopted uh, a handicapped girl is really disabled Russian orphan. And they're raising her and they seem to be really good moms. And one's a nurse and and and, and there's a social worker. And you see that. And, and that's more powerful 
than many arguments are. And, and because people have gay friends, relatives, co-workers, it's very easy to just side with this view. So what we have to do is bring our stories of those who've been genuinely changed. Same with abortion. The stories of those who had abortion, lived to regret it. The, the stories of those where, where parents tried to abort and they survived that. We have to bring our stories of, of new lives in Jesus. We have to bring other stories that, that tell more of the rest of the story that the others are not going to tell you. And then tie those stories together with biblical truth. Not either or, but both and. Tie the stories together with biblical truth. And that's the way we can win hearts and minds. All right, friends, tomorrow I plan to speak with Pastor Shane Eidelman about the subject of fasting. Oh, yeah, fasting and the power of prayer and fasting and the health benefits of fasting. You do not want to miss this broadcast. And there's a powerful 20-minute documentary that Pastor Eidelman put together about his own recent 40-day Fast, so we're going to be telling you how you can watch that as well. In the meantime, go to vitaminmission.com. Vitaminmission.com. Check out the special arrangement we have with Dr. Mark Stengler and his amazing health supplements. Make sure that you use the special code that we have there for you. When you do, not only do you get a discount, but a donation is made to our ministry with every single order. So make sure you visit vitaminmission.com. We want you healthy in body, mind, and spirit above all. Another program powered by the Truth Network.